Launching something new is hard work. Whether it's a podcast, a business, or a new ministry idea, there's always so much to learn and so, so much to do. In episode 12 of Just One Simple Thing, I'm sharing the lessons I learned when launching this podcast. Some of them are specific to podcasts, but I think some will encourage you no matter what you're launching or starting. So let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. When my business coach first told me I needed to start a podcast, I thought I'd rather poke my eyes out with a needle. I was very familiar with the podcasting world. I've been on guests on dozens of podcasts. I've been in podcasting groups and to conferences to network and connect with more hosts. And I have tons of friends who are podcasters. And I was absolutely convinced that having my own podcast was not for me. Most people will tell you that each episode takes 8 to 10 hours to schedule a guest, outline the content, conduct an interview, edit the recording, create the graphics, upload to the host, make the audio clips, and promote it on social media. Just the thought of adding that many things to my weekly to-do list made me exhausted. But since I was paying this business coach for her advice, I figured I should at least consider it seriously. I started taking the first few steps, knowing that at some point I would clearly know whether I was on the right path or not. Fast forward six months. We are a dozen episodes into just one simple thing, and I know now it was the best thing I could do. The response has been amazing. It's 10 times easier than I expected, and it has been so much fun. So whether you're planning to launch a podcast or start some other new thing in your business or ministry, here's a few things I learned while launching my podcast. I hope they help you out. First, your thing can be whatever you want it to be. My biggest barrier was the image of the typical podcast I had in my head. Interview format, 45 to 60 minutes long, Because that's the type of podcast I had been a guest on, I thought that's what I had to do. But if I was going to do a podcast, my format would have to be different, and my business coach gave me permission to do that. Instead of an interview, my episodes are solo. And instead of 45 to 60 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes of super practical, actionable content seems to be just fine. After all, I have six years of blog posts, webinars, courses, and other content to pull from. Once I got past that barrier, I began to believe I could really do this. Of course, there are some trade-offs. 
Because my episodes are solo, I don't have guests helping me promote the podcast to their audiences, so my growth may be a little slower, but it was a trade-off I was willing to make to preserve my sanity. Whatever you're trying to start, don't feel boxed in by what you see others are doing. As it turned out, you guys didn't need another long podcast to fit into your weeks. You love the short, practical episodes that you can implement and see a difference quickly. It's an important lesson to learn. Focus on our people and what they need, not on other people and what they're doing. Just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it's right for your audience. You have to adapt it and make it work for you. It makes me think about the four Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were all telling the same story, and you could definitely see the similarities between them. But each was focused on a different audience and spoke directly to the needs and the customs of those people. Okay, the second lesson is to limit the input. I often say that information is my love language, and I'm happiest when I know everything about everything. But in this case, less was definitely more. I didn't have time, money, or energy to consume information from a lot of different sources. And I know that when we get too much input, it leads to confusion and contradictions. We usually want to wait until we know everything before we start anything. But you know by now, one key message of this podcast is that clarity comes from action. So I learned just enough to take the next step instead of sitting on the sidelines, filling notebooks of ideas and information. Part of the problem was that I have several friends in podcast education and support. They offer amazing membership communities, courses, coaching, and services. So instead of using everything they offer or just picking one, I decided to use each one for what I saw they were best at. Here's how I divided it up. The podcast in a weekend course from Esther Littlefield. I love this course. It is no fluff, the bare minimum you need to get started with a podcast. At every step, Esther limited the decisions to just a couple of options. Choose this microphone or that one use this recording software or the other one, completely avoiding decision fatigue. I also used launch coaching from Ren Robbins. Ren is one of the most enthusiastic and creative people I know. And while she offers a complete range of podcast coaching services, I did just one session with her to map out the launch plan. She had such good ideas that fit my time constraints and my personality. She checked in with me throughout the launch to see how it was going and enthusiastically shared and supported the podcast. I also used some tech support from Ian at Philip Productions. I'm pretty techie and I already had experience editing videos that translated directly to editing the podcast episodes, but I wanted to be sure I was doing the best I could from a technical standpoint. Ian was a calm, steady hand that kept me from freaking out when surprises came up along the way. I'll put links to all of these people in the show notes at doanewthing.com slash episode 12. 
The third tip is to have a plan and accountability to keep you on track. Once I made the decision to start, I created a plan and set a target for launching. Now this may surprise you, but the plan wasn't very detailed. Just the first few steps at the beginning and the launch date at the end. I figured everything else out along the way and it worked out just fine. As much as I teach about having a strategic plan, I want you to know it doesn't have to be super detailed and complicated. Just know how to start and set a realistic date to finish. Now, this method doesn't work if you're on a time crunch or doing something you've never done before. Then you need a more detailed plan that allows for your learning curve and unexpected delays. But in this case, my deadline was reasonable generous even, and allowed me time and space to plan and learn as I went. As soon as I was pretty comfortable about that launch date, I started telling people about it. Not big splashy announcements yet, just the people I'm close to. I knew they would ask how things were going, and that kept me on track. If no one knows you're working towards a goal, it's super easy to keep moving the goalpost. Sometimes for legitimate reasons, sometimes for not. Accountability was a huge part of launching on time. And the last lesson I learned is to involve your audience in your work. From the very beginning, I wanted my audience, you, to follow along on this journey. Before I even was sure I was going to do it, I started dropping hints. We played a fun podcast naming tournament on my Instagram stories, and just that exercise gave me so much insight into how my audience views me and what they need. Along the way, they also voted on topics to be covered in the podcast and saw behind-the-scenes posts of my first recordings and the photo shoot for the cover graphics. By the time I announced the trailer and the actual launch date, They were completely invested, and I was confident I was producing something they would love. There are tons of ways to include your audience in your planning and developing process, and they can be both fun and informative. Now, for your one simple action step. Look at the four lessons I've learned and pick one to implement in your upcoming project plan. You can also head to our Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, to download a project planning worksheet that helps you think through these things. Tag me on social media at Do A New Thing using the hashtag Just One Simple Thing to let me know which one you try. I so appreciate everyone who helped and continues to help spread the word about the podcast. The audience is growing and I'm excited about serving God's girls in this new way. If you haven't already left a review, go ahead and do that while you're thinking about it and follow the podcast so you don't miss a thing. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a Move Forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, 
that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.